0: This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice, so please seek the advice of your physician. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? or Head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Welcome, everyone, back to the HA podcast. We have who I guess who is now basically a regular, Nikki Chapman. She is, we had her on the show when she had AJ. So she's like, I think you're maybe one of very few people that I've had on the show who weren't recovered yet. So we have, it's a, it's a cool like timeline, not recovered. So that's a cool episode to listen to. And then she did uh, sort of recover. She got pregnant straight away with no warning whatsoever. Um, No period to come. So she's one of those unicorns. And then we're chatting today to kind of get a, an update, a timeline, and find out more about um, how things have changed in her life and yeah, in her whole life. Uh, And I think it stems more than just getting pregnant and having a period. I think she's really become quite passionate about recovery and everything that comes with it. So I'm excited to chat with her today about all things HA. Hello, Nikki.
1: Hi, a unicorn, that's cute.
0: (laughs) I'm getting so good at just, like, talking to myself (laughs) in intros. I love it. Well, um, Nikki's calling from Australia. So it's early for her. It's the afternoon for me. So everyone's tired for different reasons. But bear with us, Nikki. Will you update us on, like, life, where you're at, how many weeks pregnant you are, all that stuff.
1: Cool so yeah hi thanks for having me back on um, I I'm 28 weeks on Friday now so just hit the third trimester um, yeah it's eight in the morning here I'm exhausted because I'm really sleep deprived insomnia is getting me real bad um, and Yeah, I am almost going to have this baby now, 12 more weeks or so, um, which is crazy. It just feels like it's gone so quickly, especially since we've
0: been talking. It has gone, because really, I've probably known you then for a total of like 30 weeks or something, no, a bit more, maybe like 35 or 40.
1: Yeah, you were like one of the first people I think I told. I when I found out I was pregnant.
0: <laughs> That's like really fun for me is because people, girls need to like keep it a secret in a sense, right? Like, oh, I want to surprise my partner and I have to like tell my family in a certain way, but you want to tell someone. So it's been really cool for me to be um, on the receiving end of a lot of people's immediate surprise because they're just like, who can I tell? Who can I tell? Yeah. <laughs> and they'll tell me and it's so good. Yeah, That was fun. Um Okay, so 27 weeks. Yeah. How are you feeling about oh, so we have like a pregnancy group inside of the HA Society, and uh, every six weeks or so we'll kind of catch up and just see how everyone's doing. And it's an interesting topic of uh I wouldn't say concern, but People are certainly aware that the girls in the group who got there, who got pregnant without a whole lot of recovery periods, certainly um, consider it could be there could be challenges postpartum with getting their period back. So, what's that like for you to think about? And are you concerned? Are you just like this is going to be fine? Yeah, definitely.
1: I think after that last chat that we had all together about. Um, Yeah, postpartum and getting your period back, it's sort of, especially as I never had one, it's going to be a hell of a long time before I actually get one back. And I'm just going to try and do absolutely everything I can to make sure that it comes back and I get regular cycles again. Um, But there's definitely that mental aspect of it where you're like, okay, I got pregnant, I did the thing, but there's still you know, those mindset things that you've got to make sure that you're on top of all the time in order not to slip back. And especially after having baby, I'm like, okay, you have to be really careful that you don't get all stressed and busy and forget to eat and blah, 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 and take care of yourself and not fall back into any of those tendencies. That's probably my main thing I'm going to be really aware of um, because I think, you know, you learn and everything like that, you grow and you get through it all, but there's always going to be those voices in the back of your head or those old habits there that you have to consistently work on. And I just know that that for me is going to be something that I need to make sure I'm on top of, especially mm-hmm. with being busy with baby and looking after yeah. and all this of it, you know,
0: cause you're
1: one of those, like forget to eat type people. Are you when I'm stressed or busy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just like, I'm a little grazer snacker kind of person and I just will like not forget to eat cause I'll get hungry, but I'll just, if I'm busy,
0: it doesn't, it's not a priority as such mm-hmm. to me. So. Yeah. You really don't get as hungry when you're busy. And I think like, I don't know if you ever noticed, but girls talk about feeling hungrier on their rest day or feeling hungrier on the weekend. And it's like, you just are relaxed and have the, mental capacity to think about food
1: (laughs) yeah isn't it funny that used to be such a thing that would annoy me too like sunday was like my rest day i'd still be super active but if i was super hungry i'd be like what the hell like you don't deserve to eat heaps because you haven't even worked out or you know i remember that being such a trigger for me when i was like back in back in the day um but yeah it's so true because you're actually just resting and your body's like
0: oh hi I'm hungry. (laughs) Yeah. That's so interesting. Um, Mm. What would you say has been uh, the easiest part so far about like, so pregnancy, I think changes people's perspective a little bit on body image and they're a lot more relaxed. And I think people in outside of the HA world, there's definitely this idea of when you're pregnant, you finally get this break from diet culture. And, and it's like a release for them. And Mm -hmm. I think there's women who have a tendency to be in the conversation we're in right now. Um, There's a mix. So for me, it's I'm 22 weeks pregnant and it's been, there's been hard days, especially in the first trimester of like, how much should I eating and I'm eating too much or um, I'm not eating the right things because I don't feel well. And, and it would be a kind of, it would trigger old thought patterns. Mm-hmm. And now I'm feeling much better. The second trimester is way better. And that stuff has dissipated and my body image stuff has really improved. So that's been my kind of experience so far, but how has it been for you?
1: Yeah you make a really good point I would agree with that the first trimester is difficult because for a few reasons you're not showing it you're hot you're you're quite bloated and you're quite feeling quite groggy and demotivated and tired and exhausted and um yeah your body just you hold a lot of water and and I think you don't look necessarily pregnant you can't tell anyone you're pregnant so I totally get why people even without a history of hi or eating disorders or anything like that would get in their heads about it um, and also yeah you feel so sick and so many normal foods that you'd eat make you feel so sick I was living on Zambrero's burritos for like a week um, or two or three actually <laughs> I mean, my partner was away um, and that was like all I could stomach and you're also worried like, oh, am I giving the baby enough nourishment or feeding it properly when this is all I want or I don't feel like eating or it's really, yeah, it's hard that first trimester. Um, I think for, for anybody in any situation, I found it really, really tough. And then the second trimester, everyone's like, it's amazing. And it really is. You sort of
0: feel like a whole new person. I know. I never want it to end. And I hear that it will. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm like a week into my
1: third trimester I still feel really good so good uh, but yeah, and like it gets worse
0: again um so we'll see yeah cool well good little uh reminder or heads up for girls when you do eventually get pregnant because I know a lot of you listening that's the goal mm-hmm. um yeah it kind of you just have new problems or new challenges mentally and physically. So, there's, there's some things are easier, and I think like this feeling of accomplishment and um, knowing and having answers. It's like I know why I feel this way. I know, um, you know, why I'm eating more, and it's not just for me anymore. And it. that you're not questioning the, you don't question the process of pregnancy Mm -hmm. as much as you do the process of getting your missing period back so there's there's definitely pros and cons but that's just a little um, heads up for people what I want to know from you is what you've been up to since I know you just went through this whole journey over the last I don't know like year do you think? Yeah, probably
1: 2019. So like, yeah, coming up year and a half to almost two years, probably since I first lost my period until now. It's been a while. <laughs> been a <laughs> so much has happened. My life is literally completely different to when I first lost my period and all the rest of it. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a while. What
0: is you've been doing a lot more um, sharing in this space, like as you go sharing about AJ, sharing about wellness, sharing about cooking, like what is fueling that for you? It
1: started while I was doing, I was studying at the time when I moved here and when I had lost my period, I was studying to become a health coach then. And I never really knew what sort of niche I wanted to go down with it or anything like that. Mm through my recovery, when I started sharing how I was feeling and what I was doing and that kind of thing, um, it became, it went from a passion to like, I need to, I need to do this. I need to actually help other women and help spread awareness about this. And now I've sort of decided to come out the other end with my health coaching business and help women with natural hormone balancing and um, HA recovery and that kind of thing, because through throughout my journey uh, to get pregnant and recover and all the rest of it, I got really into like the holistic side of things the mind-body connection and also all of the ways to use food like in a way to nourish your body. So incorporating, um, you know, like seed cycling and um, all of these sort of foods to really help build your body up and like get your body strong and healthy enough to to nourish a baby to get your period back and all the rest of it so I've just been sharing a lot of that on my Instagram and website and um, now I'm helping a few other women at the moment trying to get their periods back and get pregnant and that kind of thing so it's sort of gone from a hobby to a career I guess um, mm-hmm. well one day career like it's just part-time at the moment the but yeah
0: yeah
1: and are you loving it so much oh my gosh it's so good I love talking to women about this in general but Mm -hmm. to actually like give the like give my clients for example the opportunity to just sit there and talk about all of the issues I'm like not the issues it's probably the worst you know like Mm -hmm. how they feel and what they're going through and all the rest of it um and just I'm just like I get it I totally get it and being able to use what I went through to help them is the best. It's so rewarding. It's so cool. Yeah. And then like over saying, getting those messages, I get so many random messages. I know you do like (laughs) heaps on your page, but just like, even not that are clients, but just like, oh, hey, just, I hardly know you, but I got my period back and um, I just want to say thanks for this. Or it's like, yes. Like, it's so Um, cool. I
0: feel like there's very few other spaces I don't know I maybe we'd be surprised but you know we're not these huge name people Mm -mm. like and I really thought that gone were the days that someone without a platform who didn't like happen to go viral for something or whatever could actually like make an impact on the internet yeah it just felt like that's really hard work. And yeah. something about, I remember when I decided to start the podcast, it was because I just realized like, it's a really hard work for me to find resources on this thing.
1: Mm.
0: Just like, I, and then I realized, oh, that's because you have to create it. And yeah. I just don't think there's a lot of things out there where there's still that opportunity for you to come in out of nowhere and make an impact on people and i know that to a degree it's still like you have to be the right person and speak to people and connect with people in a way that resonates with them but i think that it's so cool that it's possible and clearly the way you're sharing about things is resonating with people in a way that's really impacting their life when you get that message from a total stranger who's like hey I've been following you or I've been listening to your podcast or whatever. And they message you just to tell you that it was helpful. Mm. You're like, this is just worth it. (laughs) Like, this is so fulfilling. And I didn't think that, you know, my story could impact so many other people and it just is like I don't know if that makes any sense and if I was just going on a ramble but I feel like you know what I'm talking about
1: no it totally does it, people just like relating to you know hearing people be really raw and honest and everything about what they're going through I think no matter who you are like I don't think you you know there's a few big of, of those big platforms out there and that kind of thing but when you share something really vulnerable or write it like how you feel it's going to hit somebody and I think people just need that to see like, oh yeah, somebody
0: else has gone through it. I'm not alone in this, no matter who it is, you know? Yeah. And I've had that exact thought and I feel that exact way. Yeah. And that's validating. And there's something that happens to people when they've, when they have a moment of realizing that they're not crazy (laughs) and that other people have had the exact same thought that they have had. That is so healing for people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's even when I read some of the girls in the HA society who have started off their little pages now and stuff like Elise, for example, she writes so beautifully and I'll suddenly read one of her posts and I'm like, I get like, that is it. Yep. Yeah, you nailed it. Just, you know, like reading that
0: just yeah. makes you feel so many people are coming out and it's really, that's yeah. something I like about the society is it does appear to empower people to share mm. and people come in that have, they hadn't really shared previously. And Mm -hmm. then we're all talking together and they're like, oh, you feel that way. And you feel that way. And I'm not alone. Oh, I have a feeling that I could share this with the world and people would understand. And so many people, even if they're not, even though they're not doing what you and I are doing, which is like really trying to share and make an impact in this space. They're just like, I want to share with the people that I know closely. I'm going to share this once to my page. I'm not trying to make anything of it, but. They almost always get someone respond to them saying, hey, me too. Thank you. Yeah, And that it, is it, how. Hmm? No, sorry, you carry on. You. I was going to say that's how word spreads about this. And that's how yeah. it starts to change. That's the only way it can start to change. So mm-hmm. it's really fulfilling. And I feel like we're helping and it makes me feel so good.
1: Yeah, like putting some positivity on the internet and breaking out people's diet culture sort of shit that's all over their Instagram feeds. I like that. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say it's quite therapeutic too. Like writing to me, like doing some, like when I do these posts or answer questions or, you know, whatever I feel like doing is so therapeutic as well. So mm. if you're thinking yeah. about doing it, Do it for your own. Like it can be really, really good when you're going through stuff or reflecting on stuff.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like public journaling or something in a way. Yeah, and you accept that you need to like really think about your words and articulate what you're trying to say. And something about sitting down and writing, you know, how would I like to share the exact thought I'm feeling or the exact experience I'm going through? How do I want to share this with people? And you have to sit there and really articulate it and through that process you learn a truly how you feel because we all but let's just talk in like the context of HAs, is think that the thoughts that are happening in our head are real
1: Mm -hmm. right we're like
0: i just i look in the mirror i see myself i feel this way about it and it's true Mm -hmm. but until you can sit down and write it out and try and articulate it in a way that makes sense only then can you start to sort of see the holes in the story that you have in your mind and you have to start if if you're trying to portray it to people other people that are reading it you have you start to kind of pick out the reality of what's really going on and for some reason we really want to um bring ourselves down we love to bring ourselves down, but we would not say or try to bring down other people. So when we're trying to share about our own experiences, we're focused on ending it on a positive note and on, some, on a way that can help other people. And that's so therapeutic for ourselves.
1: Yeah, it really is. It, it is. Um, you make a good point That Connor's pulled me up on that before. When I've had like a little, like a bad day or a bad whatever, because you're still always going to get them. He'll be like, what would you tell a client? Well, what about that post you did on this? And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> um, but he's so right. Um, and, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a really good point.
0: Mm-hmm. To, to that point, a lot of people don't want to share yet. I get this all the time. I don't want to share yet because I'm not on the other side of it. And I actually think you didn't wait till you were on the other side of it to share you were going through ha when you were sharing
1: yeah because it was keeping me accountable as well um you know i just show it like in my stories like i'm i'm waking up and eating this even though i'm not hungry because i know i should and you know (laughs) like stuff like that it was yeah it was good to keep me accountable but whatever works you know everybody's different and I did it privately. Like I have still hardly any of my friends on their Instagram. I've got a completely separate one. So I only let in who I wanted to. And now I spend most of my time on that Instagram and hardly ever the other one where like my like other friends are, you know? um.
0: So you don't have to do it on your normal. Dude, I know that's tough for me. I definitely don't share that stuff on my normal one because yeah, I just... You, you, you get to be like a different person. Mm. Part of you gets to be a, a, like your real self. Um, Actually,
1: no, yeah, like I'm so much more authentic on that page than when I look back at my other one. I've called myself out on stuff before on my normal account as well. Like when I used to post back in the day, this was like seven years ago, I pulled up a picture of me being like, oh, I had a, um, I had a drunk a kale smoothie for lunch so I could have this donut this afternoon or blah 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 like I and I look back and I'm like well like who is that person um and I yeah I don't, I don't really like being on my actual account sometimes because I'm like I don't know I don't feel like it's as genuine as my
0: mm. I'm honest, I'm yeah like. they're very different our HA stuff so much more positive <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> yeah it's also very funny that you um when you find those old posts, you're like, wow, I was more than happy to share this,
1: mm. but
0: it's uncomfortable for me to share that I'm not like pursuing this perfection down this uh, path of being diligent and yeah.
1: restrictive.
0: Like there's something literally so glorified about dieting yeah. and Like restriction and being disciplined that we're very proud and excited to post that to the world and then we go through this change that's literally the opposite Mm. and we're it's very nerve-wracking like it's very nerve-wracking to just tell the world that Mm. I ate the donut and had a full lunch as well yeah yeah (laughs) And I'm not perfect. And that wasn't perfect.
1: (laughs) And that was a sad and miserable life.
0: (laughs) I know. No, it's tough because people don't get it. And, you know, you don't want to necessarily be the person who has to educate everyone. Like that's such a big responsibility to put on yourself. So I really, you know, understand and appreciate why you would go and make a separate account who's like, I'm here to talk to the people that want to know about this. Yeah, But I'm not taking on the burden of educating people who aren't ready necessarily to hear about this or I'm just not necessarily ready to take on their judgment.
1: Yeah, yeah. And people don't really, a lot of people still don't understand it or, or get it or want to know about it. And you can't force that kind of stuff on people. Like diet culture stuff on people at all. I see it all the time with still like friends of mine and relatives of mine and my own mum and that kind of thing. But I just keep quiet because I'm like, it's you know, they learn when they want to learn. Yeah, There's no forcing all
0: of that on people at all. No, no, it's really not gonna. It's it's potentially going to make people more defensive and move them further away from. From change. Totally. So, I want to know a little bit about um, what it's like for you working with other women now with HA. I know for me, I love working with it because I've really found this place that, like, my experiences, I can speak their language. Yeah. And I like everything they're telling me, I fully understand how they feel that way, why they feel that way and why this is hard. And I think a lot of people try to seek help about HA and they they're speaking to someone who doesn't fully get it. It's like, well, just, you know, do you think you could just ignore what people's opinions are of you or well, maybe how about you just try and eat, you know, an extra snack. And, and I love actually understanding where people are coming from with their struggle like so for me that's what's been so valuable and I want to know what it is for you hey do you know what your blind spots are as in do you know what it is what the thing is that is holding you back from getting your period back Look, it could be an absolute plethora cornucopia of things, but in our practice, what we tend, the first place we tend to go is what behaviors and habits do you have around food that you may be still doing? And these are called blind spots because we just don't necessarily always know that they're an unhelpful habit. Or that it's something that we're doing. Whether it be a subconscious or conscious need to control our food or our body. Or whether it be something that you've just done for so long that it feels normal. And like a preference even. We have created a checklist. It's a three-page checklist that goes through food types, behaviors around food, and mindsets around food. And what you do is you go through the lists and you check off and you see which ones are you doing, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and how are they potentially affecting your recovery today. So it's a really simple checklist. It's just three pages. You go through it. There's a very simple scoring system to help you figure out um, how much this may be impacting your recovery. And it's just an insightful thing for you to do to help you reflect and then you can journal about it or you can learn more about it, and just start really working at any of the boxes that you checked and understanding that they're playing a role in your recovery so to get the checklist all you have to do is go to the Hsociety.com forward slash blind spot and we'll send it straight through to you you can print it off And you can check on it every now and then. I always recommend a reflection point every like four to six weeks. How are you going? Are you still checking that behavior off or have you, you know, systematically kicked it to the curb? So check it out. It's the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot, and it will be waiting for you there.
1: Yeah, very similar. I think there's a massive gap. I'm not so much in the market or like it's just a massive between or a disconnect between you know people figure out what ha is they know what they need to do they know they need to eat more they need to maybe reduce exercise and stress and blah 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 but actually implementing those behaviors and and getting past the roadblocks and mm-hmm. um, and really getting to their their why and their reasoning for for getting better and recovering and that kind of thing it's like that's really hard stuff to do on your own and I think you know you can do it, but having that support person that actually understands and gets it and can help you and and yeah, speaks your language um, and isn't going to judge you because I probably had like I probably had all the same thoughts as that person has had um, and being able to give advice that I actually found helpful um, and strategies that I found helpful is so is so cool to be able to do um, because yeah, it's one thing saying do this but it's another thing actually doing it all and I love just talking and talking and talking and, and being so passionate about it you just don't even want to stop until you've covered everything I, like, I feel like my 50 minute sessions go so much over and my emails go so much over because I'm like I just want to talk to you about this forever until we were better and recovered you know
0: yeah and having the patience to do that I think I reiterate this to people all the time, both in our community calls and on -on one-on-one calls. It's like, in these calls, we are going to talk about the same shit over and over again. And you're going to have the same insecurities because it's like the same core insecurities that are causing the problem, right? So we're going to talk about them constantly because that's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. It can't just be like, oh, hey, here's a tip for like one mindset shift and you're good to go. No, you'll have good days and bad days. And you're going to have clients who come and say like last week was awesome. I had this happen and I solved it using you know this tool and I felt great. And then the next week, the same thing will happen and that, that tool won't work as well as it did the previous week. And so it's just, yeah. I, I don't know why, but I really like helping people revisit that. And I think it's because that's what I had to do. And I'm having Jake on the show soon. I know I've said this before, but he that's like cool. he keeps pushing it back because he's so nervous to be on this show. It's hilarious. Oh. But you know he's so nervous. <laughs> and you have a guy on there though, like the male perspective. I know. Uh, and anyway, I don't even remember what I was gonna say because that's what happens when you're pregnant. <laughs> Mid sentence, yeah. you're just like. What?
1: When they go, you were saying when they, like, when you have someone that's like super motivated kind of one week
0: and then the next week. It's yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah, Because Jake yeah.
0: helped me with that. So yeah. and I'm sure we'll talk about on the show. That was the point of bringing that up was that I would tell him I'm having the same thought that I had last week and it's stopping me from moving forward. Yeah. And he would sit there and talk me through it in the best way he possibly could to the best of his extent and I just didn't have someone else to help me do that and I just wish so much and so I love also not just being a place for people to come and talk but to know that it's safe for them Mm. to bring the exact same problem up and Mm. we're not going to be like we talked about this last week yeah you should be past this. Uh, that's not the case, which can really be the case if you talk to your mom about it or something. You know, yeah. like your mom Your mom is like sick of your shit for some reason mm-hmm. and doesn't want to hear about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, so that's my favorite. Be... Yeah. I think that's that really important. And people should find that person that they can just go over and over this with mm-hmm. until finally they make progress and you don't just like go over it, make progress. And it's never a problem again, yeah. but it might be something that I guess, like an example of a thought is just feeling anxious about the amount of food that you ate that day. Cause you're eating so much and it, and it feels scary and non-intuitive. So that was something for me that I had to talk about constantly mm. and I would say to jake like can i just talk to you about everything that i ate today and we would just recap everything that i ate and you know come to a conclusion that i'm blowing up in my head over a reasonable amount of food yeah and you just need to be able to do that you need to be able to unpack that constantly
1: yeah it's too much to keep in your head sometimes because that's probably only like one little part of it as well you know and and you blow that up so big and there's all these different things going on in your head like this isn't going to work and and I don't know the exercise component and the food component and this and that and you change all the time and something can trigger you and yeah you're right it's just like that constant reassurance it doesn't matter if it's the same thing over and over again that's what you need to get there and and in time you can do it by yourself for sure, like, yes. now, now, like, I find myself pulling myself up on those habits, and I think that's what I was talking about before, about being aware of stuff like that, you probably still have those things for quite a long time after you've recovered, but it's, like, you've gone through it, and through it, and through it, that you're more capable to be able to handle that situation on your own now.
0: Yes, like, the the word, rec- I love that, the word recovery really only applies to, like, getting your period back from nothing, you, mentally, it's not, necessarily recovery it's like doing a renovation (laughs) something I don't know and the the bones are still there Mm. but everything's working better than it was before it's looking much nicer it's a much more pleasant space to be in and you have more tools and amenities and Yeah, just like the ability to move past the things that used to completely stop you like in your tracks now it's it comes up and you have gone over this a million times you have tried on different things until you found the thing that works and when that stops working you've tried the next thing until you found the next thing that works and with time you're now like just a pro at At catching yourself having these weird ass thoughts that are just not true and calling them out. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's just like calling yourself out, learning how to call yourself out and learning how to identify that that thought's not real. Yeah. Not giving it any power anymore. Yeah. For sure. I like that. Taking away its power. That's where it's at. And I think people get really frustrated or, or, sorry, not frustrated. They get really focused. On the bleed, <laughs> but
1: yeah. That. Hey, yeah, I didn't get that.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. Even, you don't know what that looks like.
1: You know what that is anymore. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, it's not that. It's so much. Yeah, so much more. There's so much more that you get in your life back after it as well.
0: Mm-hmm. What's um, what's Connor up to? Because let's talk partners for a second because I brought Jacob and in his role in helping me. And I know for you early on going through HA, he was super helpful doing um, surprise Uber Eats and stuff like that. Yeah. So that, because you really struggled with like eating um, unhealthy foods, quote unquote, yeah. right? That was your thing. So where is all of that now? And And how's he doing with, is he loving it?
1: He's been so good. Like he just, he really still like, he doesn't understand all of it, but it was after I got him to write that post on my Instagram about the male perspective of things that I saw his insight and my heart was just like, Oh my God, like, I'm so grateful for all of your support. And you know, you realize it's hard on them, but you don't really realize. And they don't
0: realize until hindsight either. I mean, I don't know if this was your perspective, your experience with him, But when I want told Jake I want you to do this episode with me, he was just like, you know, like it wasn't that bad, like it was fine. And then I was like, okay, what was it like? Like, what was it like to be with me? And then he would think about it, and it took him a while to realize that, you know, I would freak out at parties with him because I couldn't eat anything. Yeah and he would and all of his friends would see and they could tell that was a problem and we would have to leave and like yeah. how are you telling me that that's not that bad yeah yeah that's it. he that's fully my- they just like love us so much that they block it out
1: yeah well that's just like who's that's just like part of you like kind of knew like I'd have to work out in the morning and or don't talk to me until I've done that or I'd be shitty for the day if I hadn't you know done whatever and that's just they get used to you being like that as a person and Connor often refers to now like we can actually go out for I still love eating good food because it makes me feel good and I'm all about like that kind of thing but it's more like just being able to go out on a Sunday now for pastries with our coffee or like just order whatever we want on Uber Eats and it doesn't have to be the two bloody restaurants that I would order from and that was it um, and he's like, there's so much more fun, like, you know, being able to do these things and and not have to, and it not be such a big deal or like, I'll just eat on my own kind of thing. Like he, yeah, they don't realize it at the time, I don't think until the other side of
0: it, hey. Yeah, which I think what is about you? Yeah. extremely fascinating to me because I feel like if he was impacting my life in that way, mm. if it was the <laughs> other way around, I would have been like, you're ruining my life and I need this to change,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but they don't, they're, they just accept us,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: which is why you need to enroll them in, um, in recovery and let them know like, this is going on. And I know I have these tendencies and I need you to like, pull me up. If I, if it, if you're identifying that I'm making a decision based on fear of, yeah overeating or like how I look or something like that. And even and now he's so good at that that he he can identify it even today when when those things pop up every now and then.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah it's it's good eh? and it's important to like acknowledge them a lot, I think as well. Like I really make the time to be thankful when Connor says supportive things like that now or like I will tell him like he, have, he, for example, is like such, an. I, I always look at him and I'm like, you're so, you're such an intuitive eater. I love the way that you just like, he literally knows how to listen to his body and eat what he wants, like, you know, really well. He's really good at that. And I'm always like, you're so inspiring to me that you can do that so well. Or, Well, thank you for doing this or like making sure you give them a little bit of extra credit now because like, I just, yeah, I don't know the, the stuff I put him through, honestly, I don't even know why he's still around sometimes hopeful now because he's like look what you did look what we did we you know about baby and stuff like that so
0: I wonder this just came to me but I wonder if a part of it's like the the culture that we're in the society that we're in that they almost expect not like they want that of women but they're not surprised mm-hmm. and it's kind of what they expect a girlfriend to be like And so a part of having a girlfriend um, is her being fussy about food and caring a lot about her appearance. And that's the stereotype and that's what they can expect to get. So they almost don't question it and settle for that kind of behavior from us.
1: Oh, I would agree wholeheartedly. It's just that diet culture stuff. Like they get it as well. They might not feel it. They might not feed into it, but they get it hit in their face just as much, you know, with all the fitness stuff and being on social media and seeing all of that kind of thing. You're probably right. Like it's just normalizes it for them. And that that's definitely probably an aspect to it. Why they why they just deal with it, hey, until they have to.
0: Yeah, and to they, see see they see us being marketed to. in that way and so I mean we probably have our own biases too about how they should probably behave and I would think like men get portrayed as being more laid back and so I don't know I can't think of it but I'm sure that I have some kind of bias on men Mm. because of marketing yeah. like we're not just putting on ourselves, we're putting it on them.
1: Yeah, to expect us to be a certain way.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. It'd be I would love for them Connor and Jake to have a conversation.
1: I know. Yeah. I know. Right? Be, it'd be such a like a relief for them both. <laughs> yes, I've had Connor talk to one of my friends partners actually before about it. Um, but yeah, I think it would be there needs to be more for the guys to be honest
0: do you think do you feel like there what have you discovered that he needed in terms of support or something like that
1: just that knowing how to you know you're so you go from like we were saying like one day you're really good and you're really motivated the next day it's all hell breaks loose and you're a completely different person so knowing how to how to be a partner around that and dealing and knowing the right things to say, because, oh my God, he tries so hard to say the right things. One day it will be the most perfect thing he could say, the next day it was like, hell no. So I think just that like, they just don't know how to the language basically and how to support as best as they can, because sometimes they're doing their best and it's not what we need. And
0: it's really hard for them to navigate that side of things. That's so true. They're doing their best and it's not what we need. And what we need is sometimes impossible Mm. for them. Do you know Like we, this situation for us can be putting our partner in an impossible situation Mm. where they just like, can't say anything right. Because Jake had that exact feedback that he wanted to say when he does this show, which is like one thing or piece of advice that he would want to give to other guys is, um, being really good with how you word things and how you say it, like little tiny things that just, they could never, ever imagine would trigger us will trigger us like making a comment about the fact that I'm having seconds or, um, that I have extra food in my bowl. Like him just saying that would be enough for me to like, put it down and
1: yeah
0: freak out and he would be like no 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 like please no i didn't mean it like i didn't mean it <laughs> but it's oh. too late like it's done and he yeah. definitely wishes that he had known and, and been been better at that but yeah it's really hard on them and yeah, yeah we're like living with us we're so volatile at this time yeah. it's like, really emotional it's kind of like living with someone who's struggling with a mental health issue at, at the time you know for it,
1: it is it is definitely it was exactly the same when you said that that actually broke my heart because like I remember the days that he'd be like you haven't eaten enough and that would trigger me all the days that he'd be like oh that was a good day of eating and that would trigger me as well I
0: like- know like oh I <laughs> can just picture him being like like it was a good day of eating and it just sounds so well-intentioned <laughs> and we're just like a good day of eating—it
1: means I've eaten so much food and blah, blah blah blah. Like, yeah, yeah, literally, fire her out.
0: Wow, <laughs> that's so funny. They
1: really. need a support HA support, the Society for Men so They can jump onto these like Zoom calls and just just bitch. Actually, that's probably all they need. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I know someone wants us to do like a, a call where you bring your husband, where you bring your partner or your husband or whatever, like just whoever, whoever your your partner is. And um, I just think it'd be so funny because it would be like pulling teeth to make them come.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, no, I reckon Con would be there with bells on. Like, he'd love
0: it. Oh, he he sounds special. He's he sounds a bit like <laughs> different. I don't know. Well, what has made him so interested in? Is that just his personality? Or yeah, it's his personality. He's like super bubbly. He's hilarious,
1: and he's just like very supportive. And yeah, it's just like that. Mm, it's
0: funny awesome maybe maybe he can host the call <laughs> <laughs> he'll probably will listen to this and be like no <laughs> will he listen to your episode he listened to the first
1: the first two yeah so he probably will um he loves it it's really cute mm-hmm. I get really awkward though I'm like no I don't listen
0: <laughs> does he um talk shit about my accent being gone no, not at all. I've, I've
1: got he talks shit about my accent all the time. Like he probably thinks yours is nice. Like he hates he doesn't hate the Kiwi accent, but he always pays me out about mine. So now and no. that. I
0: mean, every now and then, there's one word that you're just like, oh, it's wrong. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's
0: not seven. <laughs> it's, it's seven.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did give away.
0: Yes, did. Cool. Well, I appreciate you just hanging out with me and talking and just seeing where this went. Um. I loved all of those topics, just getting support, being patient in the process, being willing and patient with yourself to go over and over the same shit, cutting your partner some slack because they have absolutely no idea what they're doing. Um, And also just telling them, you know, as much as possible, what's helpful and what's not helpful. sounds like a really good recap of our conversation today. I'm was there any little added points or messages that you wanted to tack on?
1: No, I think it was good. Nice, casual chat about it. Just um, yeah, yeah. If you are looking to get pregnant as well, make sure that you take our advice about that first trimester, um, or reach out to us because it's a funny one to navigate.
0: Yeah. 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 I feel like being pregnant as an HAO is. I know you need. We need our own special group of people that understand. I cannot imagine being in a pregnancy group with people who didn't go through this for some reason. I've
1: removed myself from so many on Facebook. Oh, really? Um, Even even ones that are for HA, girls with HA. Very interesting. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, come over to our close-knit family then. Um, Where can people come and hear your message and talk to you and even learn about working with you?
1: Probably my Instagram and then you can find my website and
0: all the rest of it from there. The Wellness Antidote. The Wellness Antidote. I'll put it all in the show notes. Go hang out with Nikki. Come hang out with me or us. We're both over in the HA Society. So that opens soon, if not right now, depending on when this episode goes out. (laughs) Uh, So that's at thehasociety.com. Nikki, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure. I can't wait to have you back on. And I'll see all of you guys next time. This episode is brought to you by Vital Proteins. I have been a collagen freak for ages. And I started off making my own bone broth because I could not find a collagen supplement that I actually liked. I started taking collagen early in my HA recovery. And no, it's not going to return you, period. But it is going to support you along the way. As I was learning about how to optimize my health and my skin and how to return my cycle, all of the things, it became apparent that in the past, I had been exclusively eating like lean meats, avoiding the fattier cuts, avoiding meat on the bone, avoiding eating enough animal protein or animal products in general. And all of those things bring important vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that are really important for fertility. And one of those things was collagen, and it 's the most abundant protein in your body, and it has an important role like it provides structure to your skin and it helps your blood clot it 's one of the major building blocks of your bones and your skin and your muscles and your tendons and your ligaments it 's also found in many other body parts, like blood vessels and your corneas and your teeth so you can kind of think of it like the glue that holds all of these things in our body together. When I started taking collagen and drinking bone broth and all of that good stuff, I started noticing um, a huge improvement in my skin and my hair and my nails. Like that was the first thing I noticed. And that's because collagen stimulates cells that boost the production of new collagen to support healthy hair, nails, and skin, as well as boost the production of new collagen to support healthy bones and joints and muscles and tendons, which we all know is really important right now, especially if we have been missing our cycle for a bit. Making my bone broth got really tiring as much as I love it, especially in the summer, I did not want to be cooking this big pot of soup every week for hours. And like dealing with this animal, this like chicken carcass. And it was all of a lot of work. So I was really excited when I finally found Vital Proteins. Today, they have a bunch of products and I love them. And I take the collagen peptide powder. So each serve of Vital Proteins, it depends. They have lots of different products, but the one I take, it has a serve of 20 grams of of collagen, 100% of my daily value of vitamin C, which is an important vitamin antioxidant that can help promote the production of your own of collagen inside of your skin, which is, you know, really good for your skin. So it comes in a powder form, which I love because it dissolves in either hot or cold liquids. So coffees and smoothies, and I actually mix mine into my yogurt bowl each morning. So I'm having plenty of fats from that, like fats from the yogurt and carbs from all of the fruit and the goodies that i put on it and then protein also from the dairy but adding in the collagen just helps boost it up and get me more of what i've been missing for quite some time so add some vital proteins collagen to your day head to vitalproteins.thehasociety.com or head to the link in the show notes and shop their whole range to find a collagen addition that works for you If you subscribe to their mailing list, you'll get 25% off your very first order. And if you stay subscribed, you continue to receive 15% off. So it's definitely worth checking out. And they do ship internationally. Head to vitalproteins.thehasociety.com or go to the link in the show notes.